What's good, fam? This is your boy Dijon, and this is how to be a motherfucking legend. Yeah! This is the place to be for inspiration and the realization of your full creative potential. Uh huh. Each episode, we're gonna be sharing tips uh. and insights to help you unlock the greatness that is already inside of you. Okay. This is a pretty special episode of How to Be a Motherfucking Legend. A lot of strength required to be here walking this path, but it's so essential. I have my dad sitting in my living room right now, which is very significant because for the most part of my life, we've been disconnected. But here we are, sitting across from each other, working it out because it's that time. So what's up, Pops? Hello, how are you? I'm great. Great. This is his first time in California ever. How has your experience been? It's been surreal. It's everything I was told and a lot more. Very special. Yeah. So just to give y'all some backstory around how it is that we're sitting in my living room right now, It's a common thing that people have childhood trauma and everyone has trauma in general, but everyone usually gets some sort of childhood trauma. And then when we were disconnected, my dad and I, that was traumatic for me as a child. And I think so much so it started to become an unconscious block to intimacy in some of my relationships. So over the course of growing up, I've had challenges with intimacy or letting people in or my abandonment wounds, and I'm sure that's affected you in some ways too. Are there any ways you can think of that that has affected you? Well, as far as connecting, I don't know if, if I can recall right now, but I know that the desire to be more grounded and get a deeper connection with people I interact with has always been at the top of my my energy. So getting there is not as easy as I would always like for it to be. That's always the way, direction I'm pushing. Try to get closer. Right. I've been on my path of spiritual awakening for pretty much the whole time I've been out in California for the past 11 years. And I believe that the healing process can be greatly illustrated with visualizing three concentric circles. At the smallest circle, it's the process of healing yourself. And that requires being alone and getting to know yourself and taking responsibility for your feelings and your experience and letting go of victimization because we've all had things that have happened to us and they're different, but if you feel like things are happening to you and not for you, then you feel disempowered. Whereas if you feel like things are happening for you, then they're providing you the opportunity to practice positive virtues, then you can grow. Obviously that's easier said than done. So in this situation, I have the ability to practice a lot of positive virtues like compassion or 
forgiveness or acceptance as opposed to anger or bitterness or any of those things. So I just started doing this meditation training and that was another modality I was learning to heal with. And my meditation teacher was a black guy who also moved from the South and came here on a spiritual quest. And he felt almost like a father figure. And when I was going to the last day of training, I was having a really hard time because I was also doing a cleanse. So things were going, things were coming out of me as I was going deeper in. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I have this man who was like a father figure and he can guide me through these things. But then I realized that any sort of substitute for your actual father is never going to quench that inner longing. So even though we hadn't spoken in a while, when was the last time we saw each other? Victoria's graduation. So that was like five years ago. At least. Yeah, at least. So it had been over five years and we had communicated sporadically online or different places, but I decided I was just going to give him a call and I did. And he picked up. And then what happened on your end, Dad? And I was like overjoyed. I shared the conversation uh, with Misty and, and I knew I just had to take advantage of the opportunity and jump on a plane and get out here and just make it happen. It, it was an opportunity that I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, I just tried to keep myself open and, and available. And so it happened. Yeah. And we got to that place, I believe, because the conversation started with me telling you what was going on in the present moment about the blocks I was experiencing and then also wanting to share about my trauma and the way it's affected my life. And because I had done the healing work on myself, which is that first consensus ritual, I was able to communicate it in a matter-of-fact way. Like, this is my experience as opposed mm-hmm. to, this is what you did to me. Did you feel that? I, yeah, I, I felt that you were really coming from a place of peace. I, didn't, I wasn't afraid. I didn't feel unsure about what would happen when I got here. I just knew that it was going to be good. You know, there was, there's a, there was a big chance to put doubt and uncertainty into the uh, equation, but that wasn't a part of it. Right. As I could tell just from our interactions, even though they were sporadic, like you said, that we were both seeking the right thing. Yeah. So he got on a plane. And a couple weeks after we had that call, he landed in California. First time in California, I picked him up from the airport. And the first thing we did was smoke a joint because (laughs) this is California and that's legal here. And it was a bonding moment. But also, he has some nerve problems in his spine. So Mm -hmm. it was a medicinal thing. So then we went into Erwan, which is my favorite grocery store, community spot, where they have really high vibe food. And we just got really 
great food and had a conversation where we were stoned and had a lot of deja vu mm-hmm. and synchronicities and gaps where we would forget what we were talking about and then laugh and then come back around to it 10 minutes later. Yep. Yeah. It was a, it was a beautiful start. What were some of your favorite moments of the experience now that we're in the final hours of it? Um, just the, the, in general, the openness of our communication is, is, was unbelievable. Um, I just like being here and experiencing the way you live. You live um, true to yourself. You, you walk in a place that is, is special and you, you, we're comfortable there. So being around you and then this whole environment, as I keep telling you, um, on the beach, the salad disco, everybody just being free and enjoying life, not worried about seeing people, not worried about what other people are, how they're being perceived or what people might think about what they're doing. No, that's, that's a good feeling. The, just zooming down the, the, um, the boardwalk on, on the scooters, simple stuff. That's good. Yeah, that's simple freedom because you grew up in Waycross, Georgia, which is in right. South Georgia. Population what? Uh, now maybe about 18,000. When I grew up, it was probably close to 14 or 13. Right. So I don't remember a whole lot about it because I was younger, but my understanding of it was that it's not a place of openness and encouragement of expansion and spirituality in the way that this place is. It's the opposite, yeah. So as we were catching up and you were catching me up on family history and different things people had been through, I could see that you have some of the gifts I have. And I guess that's obvious because that's where they come from. But that I was in environments that allowed me to be nurtured in the expansion of those gifts. And part of me coming here was being able to surround myself with people who are already in this world and know how to usher me forward into it. And now I feel like I get to usher you into it so that you're able to reconnect with those aspects internally. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, like I was saying to you a little earlier, it's hard to leave. Because the the environment going back to Atlanta is different. It's a different different place, different vibe. So I know I gotta go, but I don't wanna go. Yeah, it's definitely different. But there's this saying, your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. And as we were exploring this weekend, yes, the other places are obviously different, but if you make an internal commitment to a certain vibration that you want to experience Mm -hmm. and also make choices that align to that vibration, like maybe eating the food that you want to eat that's going to align you with that place or supporting conscious media and the artistry that you want to hear more of and see more of in the world. You know, the type of music I've been playing, you, my music. And 
you just attract those people and that energy into your space, you know? And that's the beauty of social media because if you put out the energy that you're interested in, then people can see that and they gravitate to you and you Mm -hmm. can connect with people you wouldn't have otherwise. I mean, there's a dark way to use social media. It can suck your whole life away. That's anything. That's a tool. But if you use it in the right way, you can attract the right community. Mm -hmm. And and also, I'm going to encourage you like I encourage my brother to come and spread your love in our our. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the purpose of of us reconnecting and everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's an outward expansion that's happening and and also an inner expansion that we're building on right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like a trampoline almost. And the home is the trampoline that you jump from and you go up and out to the world and explore and you come back down to home and then you go up. And each time you go up, you take what you can from the mm-hmm. higher realms and bring it back down to share it and disperse it. So one thing we were talking about doing was we, we did the silent disco while he was out here. And it's kind of like a wellness activity with meditation or breath work. But then you also have the opportunity to just have a silent disco, like on the beach, watching the sunset, dancing in the water, you know, right by the ocean with everyone has their own set of headphones. And it's just about spreading joy for joy's sake and people walk by and they notice all the people having a good time and it opens their mind to the possibility of a different way of relating different ways of connecting it's very simple music connection sunset yeah the second time we went and we caught we walked up that was yesterday right at the sunset and everybody was going more so into the spiritual side of the their existence and away from their bodies and everybody was on the ground in a circle, and the sun was beautiful, the set, sunset was beautiful, music was nice. And then, after that serene, peaceful moment, then the music slowly amps back up, and you start to get back into your body, and that whole thing is, is good. It was good. To see people doing that, just infectious. I told you I, told you I sent it to... Just a, like a real short video clip to one of my friends, and he was like, "What is going on on the beach?" And then I explained it to him, and he joked about it at first, and then he said, "Well, maybe you should bring a little bit of that back." Yep. You get into people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Yep, we should do that. Definitely. Yeah. The universe shows us a big part of this trip for me because this has been interesting on a lot of levels but a big part of the trip for me was just asking you about your life and what it was like for you growing up and about your brothers and your father because I didn't know any of that stuff and then hearing the stories of our family and their journeys and their traumas and their demons and in your journey and all that just helped me to humanize the situation for everybody. And I feel like it's almost like everything in my life was preparing me for this moment, right? Because my whole soul's process when I was meeting strangers on the street allowed me the ability to hold space and listen without judgment. And I think that the difficulty before in us 
connecting, and maybe this is difficult for all of us, is that when we're experiencing a situation that's painful, it's so hard to be present for it. And because it's so painful, you want to judge the other person and shut down and see them as a threat or an enemy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a huge accomplishment to realize that there are no others. You know, no one is actually trying to harm you. They're just acting from the level of consciousness that they have at that time. Everyone's a human being and everyone is imperfect. That's what it means to be human. But if people were not imperfect, then we wouldn't have the opportunity to practice compassion or forgiveness or any of those high virtues. And, and I think we have recognized in history that the people that exemplify these higher ideals are very inspirational. You know, whether it's Martin Luther King and nonviolence and Nelson Mandela and forgiveness after he came out of prison, you know, he, he could have said, that was wrong. You were wrong to put me in prison, right? But that attitude doesn't create peace and a, a problem cannot be solved at the same level it was created. So at some point, someone has to choose a higher way of being and that's what we've been embodying. And I know I personally feel lighter. So I just realized I, I don't want to carry the energies of judgment or anger or those types of things with me on my back because it's those are just a weight that, that make me feel heavy and take me away from my natural vibration of joy, you mm -hmm. know, however conscious I, I've been of that or not, you know, and sometimes I was and sometimes I wasn't, but I don't want to hold it anymore. So I'm saying that because it feels like we've missed a lot of time, me growing up and being connected, but mm -hmm. I also believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to. And it's good to trust and, and allow things to play out how they will. So I'm sorry for holding on to that energy and that that was a, my part of bridging a divide between us. And I'm glad we're reconnected now. And will you forgive me for holding the grudge and negative energy. Definitely. And, and I want you to forgive me for being absent. I, I have a photo of you. Crying is a good release. <sighs> so what I was about to try to say was that I, I have a photo of you. that I took um, during one of your visits, you know, our times together. And I forget how old you were, but you were, you were a small, you know, little kid, and you had this big smile, and...
So I'm not gonna keep that, you know, on the on the um, on the vanity when I in the bathroom. So I see it every day and every night. And that person that you know that I I remember in that photo is the person that I'm experiencing now. It's it's really good. It's good to be here. Thank you. It's good to have you here. And it is good to be free. Yep. And it's good to love and be loved. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for coming. I love you. I love you too. And... You know, my art and the expressions that I share have always been part of my process. And I'm happy to be able to share them with all of you right now on this podcast. And I'm grateful for my dad's vulnerability to participate in the sharing. And what I wanted to show in this process is that we all have trauma and we all have things that have affected our lives and those things feel really heavy. And as a society, we have collective traumas. And it's like, how do we move forward? Is it as simple as reconnecting and letting things go? It can be. You know, there has to be a lot of work before you can get to the place where you're ready to let shit go. But it's possible to move on from our past and to forgive. So I hope this serves as some sort of inspiration to heal whatever is holding you back from your highest excitement and your truest essence and your joy. You know, we believe in you and we love you and we're really all one human family that got a little bit off course and now we're coming back. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, it's a good, once the love starts to grow, it's infectious. So it, I just see a lot of good things coming here and in, in other relationships. Yep. Yep. It all starts from inside. You know, I read something today that someone said in an egg, when energy comes from the outside, it's crushes the egg and life ends but when energy comes from the inside life begins so we're starting from the inside and now we're sending it out mm -hmm. so this shit is about to pop the fuck off love is a verb you can hear it now you can feel it it's an energy that we're broadcasting and we'll be bringing live for your own silent disco awakening this is the now age we have fun we live in joy we spread positive energy wherever we go so that is this week's episode 
Thanks for being here, fam. Tell them, tell them peace, pops. Peace, love, happiness. We out. I so appreciate you being here. If you enjoy the energy that we are creating and building, share it with the homies. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Really, those five-star reviews are really going to help this get to more people. Just let people know about it. And if you ever want help going deeper into yourself, developing yourself and doing that with a community and with guidance, head on over to programs.howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com and we got you. Until next time, peace.